With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Hello, friends. Angie Austin here along with the Good News Gals and one of my favorite authors and speakers, Arlene Pellicane. She's written uh, several books, Becoming uh, uh, 31 Days to Becoming a Happy Wife, 31 Days to Becoming a Happy Mom, Growing Up Social, and Calm, Cool, and Connected. And Calm, Cool, and Connected, Five Digital Habits for a bo- uh, More Balanced Life is what we're going to focus on in this segment. And joining me, Good News Gals, Beatrice Bruno, Donna Hetzler, Michelle Betts and Monique Davis were authors, speakers, radio people, moms, and businesswomen. And we like to get together and share positive stories and kind of open that door to the hope of Jesus and the hope of the kind and good news that really does exist in our country that we often don't see um, on TV or hear about on the radio. Uh, welcome, my friend Arlene Pellicane. It's so nice to be with you and with all the girls. Love it. So uh, give us kind of a little snippet, a synopsis of your book, because we actually earlier in the week were having a discussion about how to model the proper uh, digital behavior in front of our kids so they don't see, you know, addicted parents who are addicted to their cell phones Mm -hmm. sitting at a, a restaurant with the whole family then eventually on their phones. Yeah, it's like if you picture yourself, do you want yourself, you want to be a calm person or do you want to be stressed out, worried, overwhelmed? You know, all of us want to be that calm person and technology is there to help us, but a lot of times it's not really helping us. It's like putting more on our plate instead of taking less off of it. And so this book, Calm, Cool, and Connected, is about how can you build positive habits in your life so you don't have to ditch your technology altogether, but... Mm-hmm. You tell your phone where to go and where to be instead of your phone dictating your life. You know, so kind of turning that around and with a few simple habits, you really can experience a lot of good changes with your family, with yourself, your relationship with God. You know, uh, several of the the women uh, have uh, kids in the room, and three of us actually know through our kids. Um, You've got three, Arlene. I've Mm -hmm, got three. Monique has three, and Michelle has three. Uh, Beatrice has four. Hers are grown now. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. uh, we've got um, elementary, middle, and high school kids between the three of us gals here. Uh, And we were talking about... Uh, social media. My son wants to be on it and I won't let him. A lot of the kids are on Snapchat and I'm already seeing like things that aren't necessarily positive coming out of that. And I know that there's a lot of pressure with pictures, you know, who got more likes, who's cooler, who has more friends, who has more connections, who's more, you know, liked by others. And that that puts an extra level of uh, pressure on the kids, but also then the bullying that can take place uh, on social media as well. So let's start with the negative effects first of too much social media, because my son's really begging me for Snapchat, and I'm like, no. Yes. 
Yeah, and that's such a good point because I have a 13-year-old son. He has no social media. I have an 11-year-old daughter in sixth grade, and her school was just talking about doing a little poll if kids should be on social media or not, like kids under 13, and so they kind of were talking about in the classroom. So, you know, statistically, they say in terms of cyberbullying, up to 40% of children have been involved in some kind of cyberbullying incident. And, you know, we as parents we're, live in such a safety generation, like, don't play tag, don't run, you might hurt yourself, like we're all about safety, and yet we'll give our child a phone and say, oh, yeah, go ahead and sign on to these social media accounts where so many of, th- so many of the things that they're going to read about themselves and maybe even post about others are not healthy or safe at all. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely a factor. And then in terms of mental health, you know, that's something that's on the forefront of many people's minds. And they say that 48% of teens who spend more than five hours a day on an electronic device. And we know that a lot of now, the kids... Now, is that uncommon that for hours, kids to be... Do you, Okay, I'm just looking around at some of the moms in here. Five hours. Now, I know that there are kids that are messaging my son while his so, phone yeah. is in the kitchen. And I, I also take it away from him during... He doesn't... He has it at school in case I need to reach him or at practice, mm-hmm. but I don't really want him on it when we're at home because there's too much to do. Right. Yes. Yeah, but I, do, I think there are kids who are on it five hours a day. Arlene, aren't, there are kids on, who are on it five hours a day, right? There are, and one out of two of those kids will report having, uh, being more lonely, uh, thinking mm. they have a suicidal thought, things like that. And so the mental health of your child is also at risk. And the thing is, you know, yes, the, the children of yesteryear, what did they do? They played outside. They rode bikes. They talked to each other in real life. They, they got in trouble, but it was more fun because they were outside getting into stuff. And, you know, and so today as kids are so their spare time is spent on the couch with the phone, when they're with their friends, they're all, they may all be holding their phones. And so as parents, we, if we say, wait a minute, this is, you're supposed to have fun. This is your adolescence. This is you being a kid. Like, go be a kid. Get off your phone. And it may make them uh, feel like, wow, I'm not like the other people because so many of their friends will be on their phones. But I think if you give your child enough taste of like what it means to be healthy, what it means to be physically active and to be able to read books that they're interested in, to be able to build projects, to do things, they will realize this is a whole lot better than like trying to build my streaks up in Snapchat. Like I actually enjoy this better. Hey, Arlene, this is Beatrice and it's good to talk to you again. And and I love what you said about you tell your cell phone where to go. I really love that. I really do. But uh, (laughs) my husband and I were in a restaurant um, a little while ago and we saw a family family of four the husband Mm -hmm. the wife the son and the daughter they were all sitting at the table in the restaurant on their cell phones what do we how do we you know that's that's got to be wrong on so many different levels okay sure (laughs) yeah man i want to say this sometimes we have to think context Mm-hmm. Because I know that there's been times like we can be quick to think, what are you doing? You know, right, but right. it could be that they're all like checking something that a neighbor is going to join them and they want to make sure not to miss it. But obviously, if they have their phones out the entire time, it's mm-hmm. like you didn't need to do that. So just in the back of our minds, let's give grace to the other family for context. But in our own families, we know the context mm-hmm. of what's going on. And we know, hey, when we walk into a restaurant, we are there to talk to each other, to talk to the server, to make jokes, like to be together. We're not right. there to be with our phones. And so that's really important to guard that time. And isn't it sad that now 
It would be more unusual if you saw a family of four, and they're all, like, talking and laughing, no phones. You'd probably want to comment, like, oh, I'm so happy to see, like, a normal family. Yes. Able to talk. Yes. I was in the and grocery you, and I think, store. I think and you're right. I, I want to say, Arlene, one thing. I think you're right. There is a context yeah. because, again, sometimes I am working, and I feel blessed that I can go to their practices and I can return emails and find news stories and get topics and to communicate with my guests and my and my producer. But um, mm-hmm. there are times when you've got to set it down, look your kid in the eye, and have a relationship with them. My um, my yes. my radio my old radio boss tagged me on this sign, and it's uh, a sign that's at a coffee shop, and it says, "I saw this guy today at Starbucks. No phone, no tablet, no laptop." He just sat there drinking coffee like a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. that, and that guy, that guy is probably a lot calmer yes. and a lot cooler with yes. his temper. And he probably has a, some pretty good ideas rattling around in that brain of his while he just sits there with his coffee. <laughs> wow. What I was going to say was I saw a child like, you know, an 18-month-old sitting in the, in the shopping cart. And no device. And now I have seen, made it, it has become so common to see them holding devices yep. in the grocery store yep. that I almost commented to that parent, I am so glad that you have your child in the grocery store with no device. But I refrain. But next time I might compliment that gentleman. <laughs> I have a question for you. This is Donna Hetzler. So how do we get, like, our spouses? Angie was talking about this earlier. Yeah. Um, you mm-hmm. know, getting them uh, to give us our full attention. We all have businesses and things that we need to do. And sometimes I feel like, I know David's busy with his work and, you know, meeting people and inspectors and he's building a house right now. And, um, you know, sometimes I feel like when we go, we're pretty good about putting our phones away, but sometimes I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't want to be that naggy wife and be like, so, right. you know, can you put your phone down? I mean, I think it's just yeah. as hard with spouses and not nagging yeah. at each other about it. So, like, how do we kind of motivate? Any advice? And I, think, and, and I have I to say, I have to say, may I say Arlene Pellicane, whom I love and admire greatly. <laughs> Arlene's been joining me. In fact, Arlene, you are one of my all-time favorite phone interviews. You like, so we've kind. become friends, like, over the last couple of years, yes. me interviewing you in San Diego every week, and, you know, and me being here, that I know someday we're going to meet, because you and I were like, we would be the best of friends if we lived in the same right. town. Like, we love each other. <laughs> yeah. I have to tell you, that I do have an issue right now with, um, I've got two shows and one's, you know, been syndicated and this one, and I'm constantly trying to get all of these ducks in a row with some changes I've been making. And so I told the kids this, okay, and we're going to address Donna, your question. I told the kids this, you have to give me two weeks to be your regular mom again, because I'm going, Mm -hmm. dad and I right now, with his startup and some big changes with his company going public. And my thing, look, we're here for you. We're still going to spend all weekend with you. We're going to all your practices, all your swim meets. We had state for three days, and now we have silver state for three days of swim meets all day long. And all of your other games practice, we'll do all that. But then we aren't going to be able to be there for your play dates. I can't do your, I want new shoes. I want to go for candy. I want a hamburger. Like, other than all your sports and school, I am not going to be your regular mom for two weeks. Don't ask me for anything special. Is that horrible? But I gave him like a ton no. of block of time. No, that's so not horrible. And it's an expectation. So you are saying this is what's going on in our lives. 
this is the new expectation. Can you guys help me with this? And that's totally legit. Now, the question would be, and this would be a lifestyle question, if you found yourself, which you're not at that point yet, thinking, oh, my word, every week of my life is like this. No, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> I would never do like, that to him. Oh, this isn't special anymore. So, but though there are certainly weeks, seasons, months where things are, have more pressure for the mom, for the dad, husband, and wife, and you are a little more lax. But I think to Donna's question, having that time, not in the heat of the moment when you're like, if you don't put that phone down, you know, not yeah. in that moment, right? but in a different moment to have this discussion. Hey, I was just talking on the radio the other day, and you know what? I want to <laughs> practice to you. My spouse is more interesting than my phone. You know, it's just that line of my spouse is more interesting than my phone. So that when I'm in the room with my spouse and my phone, that I will pivot away from my device and I will look my spouse in the eye. I might kiss him. I might hug him. And then I might continue what I'm doing. But the, just that idea that, hey, honey, you are more important to me and even more interesting to me than this phone. And really treating your phone like a hot potato, like once the business is done and you're with your spouse, like get that thing out of there. Mm-hmm. And we as wives can do it. And then as our husbands see that, they will probably appreciate that and realize, hey, I, I should do that too. I'm going to do that too. And if you find that he's not really following your amazing modeling, then, you know, that other short discussion of, you know, honey, I sometimes feel like I'm second fiddle and I know that I'm important to you and it would just really help me if you could and then give very specific instructions like finish your phone and then could you put it in your back pocket when you're done instead of just cradling it and staring at it or whatever it is that he does <laughs> and so I think it is a good discussion and it is a good thing to think my spouse is more interesting than my phone now I know a lot of us are like but that's not true my phone always oh <laughs> that is hilarious Arlene wait no that's why I love you some of us uh, probably think that sometimes like if he's complaining yeah. about a work like I can under I can handle him complaining about work for 30 minutes and he if you can imagine this is the talker in the family he wants to what? come home and talk about his feelings he wants to talk about his job he wants to talk about a problem and I'm like all oh, enough with the talking about your feelings I'm trying to make dinner here I've been on the radio for four hours today i listen to people talk all day long you get 30 minutes okay and after that i am like i am done with your problems uh, i'm done I write me <laughs> wow. what did you say arlene yes yeah so sometimes you have to find the interesting in your spouse and okay. sometimes you just okay. have to honor one another in love yes right yes honor honor him in love I think 30 minutes is really a lot of grace. You know what I've tried part. before, and what I want to get tried, your advice Dave? on this. I want to get your advice on this. I've, I've, my wife is kind of a phone-aholic, and, and she actually sets her phone, uh, you know, when we bring it up, she'll set it on the low power mode so she can't get anything except for text. Oh, it's good. But um, before I've texted her from across the living room, say, hey, I'm here, can we talk? <laughs> Just to get her attention. And I was wondering, like, I mean, it's kind of passive-aggressive, no, I know. No, wait, it is, I it is better than starting a fight. I have done that with my husband because he won't let me get a word in edgewise if we have an argument. Like, he thinks it's out? like he's a professor at the front a of the debate. class. debate. Yeah, no, no, no. And he thinks it's not, I think it's an argument or a discussion is back and forth like a tennis game. He <laughs> thinks it's him for 30 minutes, then I can talk. So if I try to talk, he's like, I am not done yet. I'm like, no, it goes back and forth. It goes back and forth. So I will go to like someplace in the house and I will email him. 
That's fine. Are you I will real? email him. You know, for real. And Dave I'll just... apologize. I'll apologize. <laughs> so then it ends it, right? I'm like, I'm really sorry. Here's how I felt. And then he'll apologize back so I can end it that way. But I have to go and email him so he will actually let me get a word in edgewise. Well, I have to oh do the flip goodness. side because Dave well, just. Yeah. <laughs> Dave just called me at home. He was just in the other room. And I wasn't paying attention to him. And so my phone rings. I'm like, what is he calling me for? He's in the kitchen. He's like, hey, I just wanted to tell you I love you. I was like, Aww. oh, ouch. Like, I'm, I'm so oh, busy, right? <laughs> so he actually called me to tell me that from the kitchen, and I was in the other room. Yeah. I do really like this low power mode thing that she does. Yeah, so that's it keeps great. her off Smart. her phone from the apps and all that. What were we going to say, Michelle Betts? Um, I, <laughs> I can't remember exactly. <laughs> I'm getting all are into you, everybody's stories. You, like, you're laughing, Monique. Because all of the things that you guys have just said, I have like I've um, text Andre from, but he'll text me too if yeah. I'm if like for the other like the other room or call me from the bathroom, oh, which <laughs> I'm right yes. in the room, and he's like. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'll text. Like this morning I was in I was in bed and I could hear my dog barking outside. And I'm like, oh, let me tell my kids to bring him in. I'm like, good morning, my darling Sierra. <laughs> Can you please let that loud dog back in the house before we get kicked out the neighborhood? <laughs> that is hilarious. I will sometimes like call, you know, like because I'm working at I have a studio in the basement. And so I might call or text a kid and say, you know, get dad for me or whatever. I need help with something in the studio, you know, and I'm, yes. when I'm working. So I don't, I think it's kind of a convenience, but okay. So what, we only have a couple minutes away. How do we, we, we need to model healthy behavior for our kids there. We might really have to reassess when we should put them on social media because we don't want them, you know, reading horrible things someone else wrote about them or feeling like they're not as important if they don't have as many likes or getting inappropriate messages mm -hmm. on Snapchat. And, you know, on that point, I just read something about Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, and he doesn't have any children, but he has a nephew, and he said that he did not want his nephew on social media. And I couldn't determine how old the nephew was. It said that he was going to, he was about to become a teenager. So I'm assuming he's 12. But it's, it's something eye-opening when the heads of these big tech giant yes. companies say, you know, I wouldn't want my family member doing this stuff. It, that should give us as parents pause. Wow. All right, Arlene, tell us, uh, you know, where we can find you and where we can find your book. ArlenePelicane.com, and the book is Calm, Cool, and Connected, Five Digital Habits for a More Balanced Life so that you can talk to your family members and you don't only have to text them. <laughs> All right, well, I adore you, and I can't wait to talk to you uh, again. Thanks. We'll have you on the show soon, and I'm glad your voice is back. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, friend. Andy, I appreciate it so Thank much. You, Thank you, Arlene. Thank you. God bless you. All right. What do you guys think? This is, I am really up and down on the You the are a media. phone person. Because I, I am a phone person. Yeah, but and see, you are like, like a, you are a social activist on social media. I'm, That's I'm how very... I connected with you, really. <laughs> but see, I connect with a lot of people on there. And I feel like that I'm very high social online and I'm very high social in person. I don't like when people are have all these false relationships online and then you see them at the store and they're like, I didn't see you. Like, the, mm -hmm. you know, they act like they right. don't even no, know you. You're right. That's I'm a, you both. have balance because you, I've been with you at social events and you do connect with these ladies that you talk to on social media. Yes, I do. Person. So I don't know. For me, it's, it's kind of tough. And I, I think that like my, for example, my divorce group has been a blessing and that's all social media. Yeah. And I my mean, cousins, I, uh, she lost her husband in his 30s 
least last year. She's in her 30s, and she's connected with other widows on right. social media, and See, it's and been how, a godsend How could her. you find, to find all these people without social media would be a lot more difficult, in my Monique, opinion. Monique, you're not on social media at all. I hate social media. But <laughs> <laughs> right. Beatrice, you love it. You do live feeds. I do. I all do. The time. It, you know, it, it's all about balance. Yes, it it's is. It's all about, about balance. balance. And yeah. when it comes to our children, we really need to show them how to yep. balance it out. Yep. Hey, yeah. My friend who lost his son when he was nine, Quentin, said to me, You've got another chance to raise your kids. You've got the chance, Angie, to raise them. I don't have another chance with Quentin. And I wish I would have put down my computer, my phone, my iPad, mm-hmm. and paid atten- more attention to him. And you have a chance. So what? generally what I do when they come in the room, except for this two weeks, I put down my device and I look them straight in the eyes. Because I always think about Quentin and how his yeah. dad didn't get Amen. that chance to do that with Amen. him. Hey, go to my website, AngieAustinRadio.com, and uh, you can find... Uh, the way to email me and you can find out about all my guests if you have questions about the authors and speakers who join us uh michelle's in real estate if you want really cool hair extensions uh monique's had a great business donna has jericho girls it's a ministry that uplifts women she's also in real estate and beatrice is an author and speaker And if you want to write a book she can also coach you through that Good news of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Hi, it's Angie. Hey, would you like to donate items? You know, maybe some old sporting equipment, old furniture, old clothing. You'd like the tax write-off. You'd like to help others, but it's kind of a hassle to gather it all up and drop it off, and you're just too busy. Well, guess what? Art Thrift Stores, they will come right to you, to your house, pick up your items, and leave you your tax write-off donation form. How do you do that? Call 303-238-JANE, 238-5263. And again, all of these items that you donate, they help people right in our own community. Uh, They help people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And what better thing to do with your items that you no longer need than to help others? I shop at ARC all the time. I get my kids sporting equipment, gotten a rocking chair. I've gotten boots there. I have a purse that's amazing that still had the tags on it. It's a coach bag, and I got it at ARC. I shop there, and I help others, and I donate my items about once every month or two. And I call 303-238-JANE, and they come right to my house with a truck, and they pick everything up. Check it out. Again, 303-238-JANE. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to The Good News. If you like The Good News program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com. AngieAustinRadio.com. Just click on Contact Me. I would would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Hey, welcome back to the good news. Good news, gals here. Cindy and Beatrice, Monique and producer Dave. And we love to share testimonies that give you, you know, hope. 
uh, stories that we hope will show you that, you know, Jesus is there for you and can fill your heart with love. A lot of people are looking for what's missing, and they try to think, oh, I've got a hole in my heart. I feel terrible. Maybe drugs could fill it, or fame, or money, or a fancy car, or Mm -hmm. alcohol, gambling. None of those things work. And that the hole in that heart is just the perfect size and shape for Jesus and his love to fill. But I think a lot of times people go through a lot of trial and error and a lot of pain before they can find the comfort or that peace that surpasses all understanding. This particular uh, I Am Second testimony, we love this website, is from Vitor Belfort, and he is living the dream. He's an ultimate fighting champion. And uh, he's from Brazil. He has a beautiful wife and millions of followers. And Beatrice, before we play this particular one, why did you pick him? Because of the life he's lived and the things that he's been through. I I find it, um, it it shadows some of the things that I've been through in life and how hard it was to to overcome. But when I finally just, you know, said, okay, Lord, look, it's all you and it's none of me, you know, and put himself in that place where God is really his savior. God is really the Lord of his life so that he could go through and everything just started working the way it needed to work in his life. And that's how we need to be. So again, uh, you know, he's seen a lot of success, but, and we've heard in many of these testimonies that that doesn't necessarily make you feel better or whole. And that's right. I think it will. Yeah. And that's like people saying, well, does your husband make you happy? No, my husband could never make me happy. I have to make me happy. Okay, now he gives me joy. Okay, and Lord knows he's funny as I don't know what, but he, my husband can never make me happy. Amen. Right, right. You know, we need to understand that. It's, it's all, it's, it's about us. You know, we have to do certain things to get to that place of joy that God has for us and stop trying to be so happy all the doggone time and having people to make you happy. People will never make you happy. Amen. No matter what Amen. you do. But I think we think that. And yeah, we I, do. I feel sorry for young gals that, you know, are thinking that that will lead them to happiness yeah. because I see already even with my, you know, son and his middle school friends, mm-hmm. girls really going after these guys thinking that yes. that'll make them happy. Yes. Yes, look at some of these young Hollywood types. They say, oh, yes, I have the, the Bentley, and I have the big $20 million home, and, and I have this, and I'm going to star on this, and I'm so depressed <laughs> because that's where they are. I'm yeah. so depressed. Yeah, because none of that stuff is fulfilling. You know, and with us, is the good news, gals. You know, Jesus Christ is the joy of our lives, and he is what gives us that that hope and that joy and that happiness in our hearts and then he allows us to do the things that he's called us to do and that makes us happy as well because i've never been happy i just spoke with a group of women that's in a a rehab program this morning and uh yesterday morning and they are they are so broken but just speaking to them and and just empowering them and encouraging them hey look forgive yourself for all this, we've all done stupid stuff in our lives. Forgive yourself. And just to see their faces, their faces brighten up when I said, you can forgive yourself. You can look in the mirror in the bathroom and say, I forgive you. I love you. I like that. 
you know. Mr. Dave Riley um, got in a little bit of trouble at school. He, I, I think he likes this girl, and he kind of kicked her chair a little bit. So then she sat down, and she fell on her rear end, and he felt horrible oh, when no. he got in trouble for it. <laughs> this is hard. And um, I said, so he felt terrible and was like uh, nervous about me telling his dad, et cetera. And I said, well, it's time to forgive yourself now yes. and move on, and you yes. know, and make a better decision, you know, next time. That's right. But you've got to, you know, forgive yourself and let's, you know, move on because I know you're a good kid. And that's one thing I had to do. I had to, you know, the decisions that I made, mm -hmm. um, trying not to be like my mother. Come on. But I found myself morphing into my mother. And that is perplexing to me aspect. because your mom did not raise you. You mm -hmm. heard her say, I don't want these girls. Mm -hmm. You went to your grandmother's. Your father's mother raised you. Mm -hmm. And then you found yourself becoming like her or making decisions like her and you did not want to end up like her I and didn't. you saw yourself doing it and the thing about it is i was told by my father you're going to be just you're like her be just like your see, mom see and i tried so hard Ooh, not I hate to those be labels like her. Mm -hmm. i started making reckless decisions mm -hmm. like my mother mm -hmm. so that's when i say i found myself morphing into my mom and and she didn't I, you know, I didn't really know my mother like mm -hmm. my sisters knew my mother. And I was talking to one of my sisters, and I told her, you know, I can remember more than you guys think I remember because I was so young. Mm -hmm. But my sister was like, that's crazy how much you remember being that you were so young. I think we remember things that are very painful, very oh, vividly. Absolutely. Absolutely. In my book, The Baby Chronicles, I wrote about one of the characters that had a thought. And I didn't realize until after I wrote the book that God had given me that thought because it was me. It was my character. Wow. And it was when the baby was three months old and the grandmother was on the plane with the baby, taking the baby from New York to South Carolina. And she said, I'm tired of taking care of my children's mistakes. And that thought came, wow. it was like it slammed into my brain as I was writing the book. It gave me the chills. And that just that thought, when she said that, she looked in the baby's face and she said, I'm tired of taking care of my children's mistakes. That thing stuck with me from three months old, okay, until 50-something, 50 57 years old. And I didn't even know the thought was there. But the things that people say to us regardless and or say around us regardless of whether they're saying it to us specifically or just saying it in the atmosphere we remember that stuff angie i can guarantee you you remember some stuff that happened that was said when your mom and dad were going through all their stuff mm -hmm. when you were much younger and we don't realize that but that's it's it's cognition up there we just don't understand that cognition is that right cindy you're a nurse Yes. Oh, that's so true. Oof. It's it's there, but until you have a life situation, and sometimes it's our own life that we need to mature through. Yes. And we need to have those experiences and slow down enough mm. to think about them and take them in as being and really placing them. Mm -hmm. And then from there, we can grow forward in it and uh, go, okay, yeah, that's me. That's yeah. me. Um, I'm someone, uh, and Beatrice, I'm just going to hitchhike on, on your comment a little earlier about, um, you know, I've been blessed so much in my life Amen. and beyond uh, with material wealth, with um, people Friends. coming out of the woodwork and just helping me get to my next step in a business and then the business being very successful um, to selling that business. And 
<clears throat> when when I look back and what I thank God I've reached the maturity in my life where my real joy lies in Jesus Christ Amen. and serving him and what that looks like in my everyday life. Mm -hmm. And it looks different every day. Oh, yeah. yeah. But um, that's where I find my true joy, not in my worldly trappings, of which they're that's very right. nice. Mm -hmm. But and it's, don't get me wrong. I do, I do enjoy that as well. But my real joy, the joy that you can't put words on, you can't put thoughts on, and you don't ever want to leave there. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that and peace, peace, that's where my life lies. And Monique, you and I talked about this, and I talked to, um, with my co-host on my other show, Mike, about this, that um, we've been poor and we've been quite fine financially, mm -hmm. and it hasn't changed us. Amen. Yeah, and, and I think I was talking to my husband about this, and you know, as a man, I have the type of husband that he wants to be. He feels like God put him on this earth to take care of me, <laughs> and I always have to tell him. And I was explaining to him, I learned that happiness is a choice. That's right. And joy is a gift from God. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's what That's I right. learned. Amen. And I learned that on my journey. I call it when I was when when I went in my wilderness and God began to teach me because I went through a period of time where. I was running from God and I was doing hmm. everything, you know, shopping, you know, that was my, you know, trying to have that joy, but it was only for a fleeting moment. Amen. It, mm -hmm. it, it didn't last. And it was like, okay, um, I saw these shoes in the store. I was happy when I saw them, but now that they're home, it's like, ah. Eh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, and that's exactly what these testimonies are about. So, uh, Vitor, again, he is um, an ultimate fighting champion, a beautiful wife, all the trappings, lots of followers. And we wanted to share his testimony. And we're each kind of choosing ones that uh, we can relate to and feel that we hope will touch your heart. And this is uh, the one that Beatrice chose. I think there's two ways to get to God, through pain or through love. Mine was through pain. What I do for a living is uh, one of the toughest sports in the business, UFC. All the intensity and the facing all the fears and the battles is just so intense. For sure they have people there against, oh, this is so violent. A lot of people say, man, how, how you can serve God? And, and you, you're there, you're punching, you're kicking someone. Hey, what about American football, hockey? Everybody's a fighter. I remember my first time I, I was fighting for a championship, I was 19 years old. I wrote a note, I said, God, if I won this championship, I'm gonna serve you forever. But he knew I, I, would, I would be not, not a follower right after. And that's what's happened. As soon as I won that championship, I didn't follow God right away. I was 20 years old, and I had an injury on the neck. All the doctors said, you know, Victor, you need surgery in your neck. And if you do surgery, no more fighting for you. You need to find another job. And I was crying, I was desperate. One day, I was driving a nice car with just an injury on my neck. I opened the window. On that moment, a guy who was in a skate with no legs, he was saying, Victor, you know, many people that drive by here, they think I'm worthless because I, I don't have a pair of legs. 
but I can guarantee you, Victor, I'm more happy than many people that drive big cars they drive by here. I got Jesus, and Jesus can transform your life. So that day is the first time I hear God's talk to my heart. But even with that, I didn't, I didn't follow God. In 2004, my sister got kidnapped in Brazil. She disappeared. My mom dropped her in her work. She, we never saw her again. We have words like, if you, if you lost your husband, your widow, if you lost your parent, your orphan, but if you lost your child, they don't have name for that. That's so painful. How painful is you don't have name for that? They never found her. We never found her body, but we hear a story that they rape her in the slam. Like more than 20 guys rape her and kill her. My heart was getting hard and started getting bitter. Everything that I see, I want just revenge, revenge. And I was hurt and I want solution for my pain. I want medicine. I start praying. I start strong fire with God and he spoke to my heart saying, son, it doesn't matter how you look and how you think your life, your sisters belong to me. That I think was the, my biggest touch with the true relationship with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Now I have a great family, great relationship with God. My heart is so peaceful, you know, and then back to UFC, it's just amazing how it was. And now I understand the platforms don't belong to me, belong to God. I can see now that through that tribulation, I'm a new man, I'm a strong man, I'm mature. I'm not perfect, I still struggle with many things. I'm in the middle of the process. And every day, I try to improve myself so I can fight through that process. And that process never ends. Be a true fighter. It's just like you in, in the fire. Don't worry, you're gonna lose, you're gonna win, you're gonna lose, you're gonna win. The gold has to go to the fire to purify the gold. But the main thing, you be an overcomer. You always have to overcome something. Então, para Jesus entrar na sua vida, você tem que abrir a porta do seu coração. Senão ele nunca vai entrar. No regrets. You will love the ride. It's amazing. My name is Vitor Belfort, and I am second. So, if you guys don't speak Spanish, at the end he said, if you don't open the door to your heart, Jesus can't get in. That's right. Mm, that's beautiful. That's right. Whoa. You know, out of all the things that, that he had to endure and, you know, losing his sister like that, and yet he realized within his own life that he needed to overcome so that he could be who God has called him to be. Right. And we, you know, we, we always have to look at ourselves and say, am I where God wants me to be? Am I really serving the Lord? Am I really... Um, is Jesus really my savior? You know, just the other day I was going somewhere and, and, um, I, I had asked the Lord, I said, Lord, use me for your glory. And as I was driving, I said, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. You know, I, I, I've done things and, and please come into my heart, be the Lord of my life. I've been saved since, um, 1991. 
and I'm still saying the sinner's prayer because I want to make sure that I'm in that place where number one, God can use me. And number two, where I have that relationship with him, you know, and, and in order to have that relationship, I've got to be an overcomer, just like Jesus overcome, overcame the world. I've got to overcome the stuff that I'm in. I'm going through right now just to be who he has called me to be. And that's what he's looking for. And and I I do that as well as well, Miss Beatrice, because I love it how you call her Miss Beatrice. <laughs> it's a Southern thing, girl. I love it. <laughs> I have my kids actually call um, their adults Amen. that you know Miss So and So, Miss Cindy. So they call her. Ms. They Cindy. do. Yeah. I love it. I love it because I think, um, like the Bible says, we all fall short. That's right. I so, know we do. So we. You know, I'm not a person that I don't go around knowingly sinning, sinning. That's but right. Lord, if there's something that I yes. done that <laughs> grieved your spirit, please forgive me. Mm. Forgive me because I don't want anything to come between me and God. That's right. And I want to always be able to he be quick to uh, to hear yeah. his voice and be quick to move like he tells me to move. And you can't move like God tells you to move and, and there's something in the way you, where you got to pray and say, Lord, forgive me for this and then pray about what you need God mm -hmm. to hear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Cindy, what are you thinking? Oh, what am I thinking? <laughs> yeah, that was intense. Well, you know, Beatrice, I was just sitting here thinking what you just said about having to come back again recommit and say okay god use me mm -hmm. i mean if there's a way and i equally have these daily conversations with god amen, amen. and it's like even though I'm a Christian and I have so many blessings every single day that I can look at and go, oh, my gosh, thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. And even things that he does that I go, wow, that was so amazing. Thank you. I still remind myself of that because I feel I don't know the way. That's right. And, I, and every day is I have to look up for the way, mm -hmm. not... It's not like I have this figured out. I don't <laughs> by any means um, because the ways of God are not anywhere near the ways of the world. You can't even compare the two. And it, it's kind of a beauty of it because it's always such a wonderful adventure mm -hmm. being in that space. But yeah. it's also a journey to stay in that space. Yes. So, yes. but it is where true peace and joy and happiness lie. So, Amen. I just love to be reminded of that when you told your story. And that's what I was Amen. thinking, Angie. I like the idea, too, of that recommitting, you know, to Christ. And I was reminding a friend of mine recently who's going through a really tough time. And there's some, you know, situations in her own life that she feels some Christians might be judging her family, her son, mm. and I said that, you know, uh, your relationship with Jesus is a personal relationship, mm -hmm. and it's up to you how you want to handle that personal relationship, and that it doesn't have to be along anyone else's lines right. or their rules or how they say you should interpret the Bible or how you should have a relationship with Jesus. It's between <laughs> you and Jesus. It's personal relationship. Amen. Uh, so again, that was really nice to hear that uh, testimony with Vitor, and those are all on I Am Second. If you want to get in touch with any of the ladies, uh, 
good news gals real estate agents uh, monique's got really great hair extensions cindy beauty so if you're interested in uh maybe a little uh a little filler here and there, whatever it is that, that would uh, make you feel a little younger. She can help you look into those options. And mm-hmm. uh, Beatrice, not only is she an author and a speaker, she's also a writing coach. And she's working with a couple of the good news gals right now on their own books. So you can go to AngieAustinRadio.com. Shoot me a message if you have any questions or want to get in touch with anyone on the show. We'll be right back. There is so much fun stuff to do at YMCA of the Rockies this summer. You're never going to want to leave. Come fill your days and nights with our exciting programs and entertaining activities. This year at the YMCA Estes Park Center, there is something for everybody at our brand new Boone Family Mountain Center. The Mountain Center has a two-story climbing wall, a bouldering area, a totally revamped gear shop, and serves as the stepping off point for all of the guided hikes, bike trails, fly fishing tours, and our exciting zip line. YMCA Estes Park is surrounded on three sides by Rocky Mountain National Park, and it's the ideal family vacation located in a stunning environment that helps build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. Go to ymcarockies.org. Fill your summer with fun, exciting, and affordable family adventures at YMCA of the Rockies. Go to ymcarockies.org to book your stay today. Thanks for tuning in to this encore presentation of The Good News with Angie Austin. Well, hello, hello. Welcome to The Good News with Angie Austin. This is Jennifer Bishop, and I am thrilled and honored to have Miss Beatrice Bruno in the house today. Big round of applause for our Miss B. And we also have Miss Donna Hetzler, the Jericho girl. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. So, Miss Beatrice, tell us about what you are up to these days. Oh, Lord, have mercy. It well, might be easier to say what you haven't been up to these days. Well, <laughs> yes. You know, God is just moving right now. He's doing some stuff in my life that I, I never thought I would see. And um, as the drill sergeant of life, as an author, as a speaker, you know, taking me to different places, getting ready to go to um, New York, to the U.N. with my good friend, Ambassador Sinise Dixon, and sell books over there. But I'm really excited about this event coming up April 28th in Louisville, Colorado. It's the Not Just a Rib Conference. And to help women, female entrepreneurs, see that they're more than a rib. Yes, mm. I love more that. Than, they're mm. more than just a, a piece that came out of the man's side. Because God has equipped us to do the things that he has called us to do in this season of our lives. And I'm going to talk to them about being more than enough. Mm. Because how often do we see our sisters so so down and out and say, well, I can't do this and I can't do that. And I'm just not enough. And I don't have enough education. I don't have enough this. I don't have enough that. And that's not true. That's right. Because God has equipped us with everything we need. Mm. See, when God allowed me to go into the army in 1977, I signed up um, October the 14th, 1976. I remember all my dates clearly. I entered basic training March the 9th, 1977. Oh, my goodness. Okay. And I I, I remember the first time a drill sergeant said to me, drop. And I'm like, (laughs) drop what? I'm not holding anything. (laughs) You get down and do those push-ups. But from that moment, God was equipping me to become the drill sergeant of life. 
And so everything that he put in in me or allowed to be put into me while I was in the army, I'm using it now to help other people, women especially, to become all that they were called and created to be in the army of, of, of God. You mm. see, we have a we have a mission. Our, our first mission is our families, mm -hmm. our husbands, if we're married and our children. Then our second mission is for us as women to equip other women. Mm. How often do we see our, our, our sister girls? That's okay, right. Our yes. sisters from another mister so downtrodden and so so hurt and so beat up by life. But we should be equipping them. Yes. And so the Not Just a Rib Conference, um, again, April 28th over in Louisville, Colorado. That's a Saturday. Um, you can find tickets at notjustaribconference.com. And it's to equip female entrepreneurs to be their best at everything that they're doing. Yes. And mm -hmm. we can do that. And that's what I love about you. I mean, you're just the heartbeat of what my ministry, Jericho Girls, Amen. is all about, is equipping women, yes. you know, to be their very best. And I love it because you're so encouraging. You encouraged me this morning when we had breakfast together, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's She gets you to that next level. And then it's just like God. You get to that next level, and it's like, okay, <laughs> now you did some push-ups. Now we're going to do one-arm <laughs> push-ups. Come on, girl. You can do this. And I feel so inspired. I'm like, yeah, I can do a one-arm push-up. Watch me. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, and my Myself. I mean, Beatrice, you've helped me. You're my writing coach now. You, you, you saw in me what I didn't see in me. And you are definitely the real deal. This last weekend, we were at a conference that you were the keynote speaker. And it, it just, it moves me to no end to see how you do what you say you're going to do. Amen. You know, you are the drill sergeant of life. Amen. And, and I, our, with our son being in the Marines, I, first I thought a drill sergeant was just somebody to yell that yells at you, but that's not it. No. They're encouraging, and you are the most encouraging person that I know. Thank you. So thank I'll you. amen to that. Amen. Yes. <laughs> so you, the listeners can get in touch with me, Beatrice, yes. at drillsergeantoflife.com. Hey, come to the conference April 28th. That's a Saturday. Um, out in Louisville, Colorado. Get your tickets today, notjustaribconference.com. So God bless y'all, and we love y'all with the love of Jesus, and we'll see you next time. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.